With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gil Whiteley is Whiteley So. Whiteley So with Gil Whiteley. Mile High Sports. Hello and welcome, Gil Whitey with you for the next uh, one hour. Doug will in the house, as always. And uh, Doug, I just kind of look at, uh, at at what happened last night. Uh, a bit of a laissez-faire affair. Remember laissez-faire from, from school? Yes. Well, that's a, I think that's... A, uh, I remember it more from people saying it in this context than I do for school, but yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I, it, uh, it was a hard game to watch, and 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 although although uh, Jokic turned out forty three points, that was probably the most we saw him not be clutch maybe in his career in a game that they in a real game uh yeah i mean missing he missed the, so missing many the big of free his, throw. he missed free throw but he missed a touch shot after touch shot after touch shot from three four five feet that were just that are just automatic you know he has the softest hands in the game and he yeah. just was not, he was not putting them down. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Nuggets lose that game by six. They missed six free throws. They miss, they miss a third of their free throws. They at 18 free throws, they made 12. You, yeah, you, that's you not just, too good. You, you just can't do that. You can't shoot 66% from the free throw line. Uh, there's, they're just, they do nothing. And and I, I think this is Michael Malone. You know, once again, Jokic is off the floor for a few minutes, and then there's just another huge run. Well, in big games, you can't do that. You can't say, well, Jokic isn't going to get in foul trouble. And although he really wasn't in foul trouble, he, he had three. They run up, they, they run the score back up, and now they got to come back up. They ran it. They ran it back and tied it up. But as it happens a lot when teams come from behind, uh, once they reach that goal of coming from behind, uh, uh, and over the years I've watched it, and uh, they kind of ran out of gas. They didn't have it. I mean, 
they, they didn't go to, they didn't go to case, uh, excuse me, MPJ. I have trouble with my initials because you know, everybody has initials for, this is the era of the worst nicknames in the history of sports. Everybody just used nicknames. Oh boy, heaven forbid someone's got three initials so we can delineate. Uh, uh, but they, they had nothing for MPJ. Uh, MPJ actually is starting to play defense, except he his perimeter defense sucked and his guy was hitting from the corner uh, at will. Uh, it was, uh, it, 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 there didn't seem to be, be any immediacy throughout the majority of the game. And when the Nuggets finally had a third quarter that they could write home about, hey, mom, did you watch the third quarter? Uh, then they gave it up again. They gave up a 17 to two run or something. Yeah, I, I kind of looked at that game from the outset as that was a team who was not playing with desperation. Um, they kind of felt like they expected Minnesota to lay down. And Minnesota didn't, which I was I was also surprised about that too. But, uh, yeah, they just kind of looked like they – I don't know. Like they just didn't didn't have a sense of urgency, which in my mind, I don't the Denver Nuggets, if it's a playoff game, have to play with urgency. They're not they've proven nothing yet. So I was kind of disappointed that they came out and looked flat for most of the game. I was impressed that they came back. Then also, you know, it 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 was foiled. So it was a weird game. Uh, they better close it out tomorrow, though. Um, that uh, that's a must. Uh, the Nuggets have turned Anthony Edwards in from being a really good player to being a star to being a superstar in four games in which they lost three up. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is kind of Ant Man. That's what they're calling him now, right? Yeah. That's a, that's He's a better, good. He is really good. Uh, the Nuggets have to do something to, to control him. I think we're going to see a little bit. Uh, and and, uh, and I, I can't be positive. I think we're going to see a little bit of Peyton Watson coming off the bench defensively in certain situations and maybe – changing the tempo on Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Mm, I don't know if we're going to see Peyton Watson. I, I don't, I don't know that, uh, that Just Michael Malone... a, you know, every now and then Michael Malone does like a 22nd, a 22nd defensive, uh, replacement, you know, uh, where he puts the guy in cause they know their next possession of defense. And then he knows he's got a timeout coming up. You've seen him do that time and time again. I don't think we're yeah. going to see him get minutes, but I think you, you, we might see him get, you know, okay, they know they're going to go to him. Let's change it up on him. Let's send a guy in there that really can block his shot. You know, because uh, nobody that they put on him has 
has has threatened uh, to to block his shot on a, any kind of regular basis. And when a guy yeah. knows, even if he's covered, and you play enough basketball to know, if the guy who's covering you is just taking up space and he has no shot at blocking your shot, you just do whatever you do to get your shot off. You know, you go, okay, I'm going to do this and this, and I'm going to get my shot off. It's not going to get blocked. That guy's going to go up with me, but he's not going to touch it. And it has no effect on you. And that's the way he—that's the way he's playing offense right now. Yeah, I—I I would like to think your theory's right, but I don't. I, I think when when the Nuggets do what they did on uh, last night, this strikes me as the time where Michael Malone, you know, falls into being Michael Malone, and he has a set rotation, and it doesn't oh, change, know. and and there's no creativity. Um, but you know, they're up three, one. So I don't, I don't want to, yeah, I agree. But, but they cost themselves, they cost themselves the statement to themselves. And we've talked about that all last week. They need to make a statement game. Then they had a, and they got, they ran into three now. Okay. Can they just take care of business and then rest a couple of days uh, while everybody else is wearing themselves down? It's important that they get some rest in these playoffs while other teams are, are, are wearing themselves out. Uh, You know what you you don't see in basketball? You see in hockey a lot. And usually when you see someone do it in hockey, they win the Stanley cup. The the avalanche did it a few years ago when they just said, okay, we don't care about it. We just, our, our goal is 16 games. Okay, we need 16 games and we win the cup. You've seen them do that two or three times in in hockey, right? That 16 game thing. Uh, Yeah, oh yeah. Have you ever ever seen anybody do that in basketball? I've never seen it. They need 16 games. Let's go out and get it. Yeah, the the Nuggets just. I don't know. They, I, th- I feel like they blew an opportunity to rest. I feel like they blew an opportunity to kind of send a message to the rest of the league. Um, now they're going to be yeah. sitting maybe with one less day of rest than Phoenix, depending on what happens. Um, but look, they're, they're three. Well, heaven, forbid they come, heaven forbid they come here. And for whatever reason, they get beat. Anthony Edwards goes off. Conley goes off. Uh, you know the 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 you know, uh, and and I don't care. I know you don't like him, but I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, Gobert and and Carl Anthony Towns are nobody to laugh at. Those guys can get a lot accomplished. Uh, uh, so they come back here and they lose the game. All of a sudden they're back there. Uh, you know, uh, losing this game could result in a game seven. It could. I mean, they, they better not. I mean, they, yeah, no, they, they, that just can't happen. I mean, if they go to game seven, that's, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's a fireable offense because they could still win and whatever, but, uh, you know, that's, (laughs) 
I don't know. We we don't need to think about that until until it happens. I, you know, I, well, now we need to now. Now that I've said it, uh, if it goes to Game Seven, I just might bring that up later, right? Uh, yeah, you might. I'll say, I'll, <laughs> I'll say Doug. Remember who said this could go seven? And if it doesn't go seven, I won't mention it. Uh, yeah, well, that's fair. I'm a, I'm, uh, a professional, I'm a professional. I know how to stage myself. Yeah, I, but it's funny because I even think about, you know, talking about a game seven at this point just sounds like it sounds too dire. I, I really honestly suspect that they'll come out and take they're one game. They're one game away from a game seven. Because uh, no, if they lose, at least, they lose, at least they lose tomorrow. They lose tomorrow night. They're going to go into a hotbed in Minnesota, and that this is going to come back here. If they lose tomorrow night for any reason, it's Game Seven. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it, it's it, it's the scenario you lay out makes sense, but I just you know it, it's. They'll take care of business tomorrow. I'm fairly certain of that because they know that. They know they don't want to have to go back there. If for nothing else, they don't want to have to wrote, exert two games of energy. And you wrote one of the worst things I've read in a very long time to me. What did you write to me? They said, yeah, I want you to say that tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that the Nuggets get – that Uncle Stan gets one more uh, one more opportunity. For <laughs> He wants another gate. I'm like, you know, as horrible as that sounded, I'm like, you know what? Sam Cranky probably smiled somewhere. He was wherever he was at. He was probably okay. Good, I get another gate. It's all I could think yeah, of after he I mean, wrote because, it. Because, because he knows he's got, they're going to win tomorrow, and he's like, hey, if we can win a game in five series in which I get three games to collect revenue that's better than winning a game i rather the sports guy the sports bars got more dates than that stand it and the sports well, bars who, who rely on the customers and all of the things that go with that home and or away is the close you know what's going to happen and they do it all the time they did it with the avalanche when i was in business that uh because the avalanche went deep is if the Nuggets get much deeper, they get in the AFC Championship Series, they're going to screw the sports bars. You know what they're going to do? They're going to open up and say, "Yeah, we're going to we're going to open up uh, the all of the we're going to open up the Pepsi Center or the Ball Arena, whatever they call it now. I don't care what they call it. They're going to open it, and they're going to have people come in for for ten bucks. They can come in and watch the game there." And then buy our $10 beers and buy our $11 hot dogs. And the sports bars will all suffer because of the, the fact that the Pepsi Center is going to just take all the money out of the, out of the, out of the area. You watch. <laughs> that, yeah. write that, Andrew, write that down because when it happens, <laughs> that's exactly. Because I've been there. I've been to sports bar near the stadium. And it's just, it yeah. sucks the life out of the sports bars near the stadium. Not the ones that are up on South Colorado Boulevard or, you know, near the train station, you know, at uh, on, on, on Lincoln and Parker. 
but the ones around the stadium, they will suck the life out of them. Well, let's not talk. This is this is really taking a turn for the worse, considering this team's up. Yes, I agree. And, and, I agree. And I, and, I, and, I, and I, look, I was disappointed they lost last night, but there was it wasn't a it wasn't fury. I wasn't so mad that I was you know throwing things at the TV. I was just kind of like, well, I never get that mad. <laughs> well, you know, but, but 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 what I'm saying is, I watched it and and. Right or wrong, I think there's a there's a little bit of human instinct. We all wish the Nuggets would have taken care of business. We all wish they would have a little bit more killer instinct. But I think even as someone who follows them, the logical mindset is, well, it wasn't a must-win game. They will win because they're the, the better team. Um, they, they have a chance to close out in five, a gentleman's sweep, so on and so forth. I mean, I just, when the game was over, I just, basically what I thought was that's the Nuggets being the Nuggets. They squandered an opportunity, but they'll still move on. But You know, you know. You know what the best thing I thought came out of it? Well, I get another. I get one more. I get one more game well, with our friend Chris Marlowe and Scott Hastings uh, on altitude television. I was like, good. I'm glad they can wrap up the season uh, with a home game. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, serious. I, 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 I thought, yeah, good. Uh, you know, uh, they get to wrap up the season, and as it, as it might be, no matter what, uh, well, not no matter what, but most likely they're gonna they're gonna wrap up the season with a victory, which is always good. We'll come back. If you think I got some fire out revelations right here in this conversation. You should be listening to Nick Manning and I at the bottom of the hour. I've got some stuff that I'm going to blow the doors off of this thing. (laughs) Uh, I love you, Doug. I'll see you after the break. All right. Sounds good. wish the radio guy would think like you and say things that actually make sense rather than softening his stance to be politically correct? Well then, Whiteley so. Gil Whiteley will give you the absolute truth. Hello and welcome back, Gil Whiteley. Doug Otterwell, uh, I think I just gave Doug a what-if column that he, can, that he might want to write <laughs> going into the draft. Uh, Andrew, I got to clear something with you because uh, in, in the past, uh, even though we went through a break sometimes, uh, the conversations we had during, uh, during the, uh, the, the commercials sometimes were broadcast on the internet, but just not on the air. Uh, let, let's be clear. Our conversation was not on the internet, right? Yeah, no, the, uh, yeah. The conversation you had uh, during the break was not being broadcast, no. Okay, good. <laughs> well, you're going to have to wait for my the next half hour after Dick gets off to do that. But, uh, yeah, I I was amazed how un... He, he never appeared to choke, but he was never the, the guy that just never 
let you down, Nikola Jokic, especially missing one of two free throws right with no time left on the clock. That was a that was amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, especially when you know. Every time he goes to the line, not there, obviously, but everybody's chanting MVP. It's the kind of thing you don't want to, kind of thing you don't want to have when people are saying you should be the MVP. Not that it matters now because the voting's already done, but yeah, um, it's just when if the Nuggets win tomorrow night, no one remembers this game at all. No, definitely no, not. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, uh, the, the, the Nuggets do what they're supposed to do. No one, this game is this game is meaningless. Uh, uh, I liked what I had seen up to last night. Uh, the Nuggets played hard. They played. They've been playing hard on defense. We now know who the seven guys are in the rotation, uh, and there's seven. That's it. You know, uh, and you know the you know the fact that they get they they gave a couple minutes to another couple of guys. There are seven guys in the rotation. I'm not, I have not been a huge uh, Bruce Brown fan or even Jeff Green. Uh, I mean, John J. Jordan, you know, got, got off the bench because they panicked a little bit. I'd like to see Christian Brown get a few more minutes and maybe uh, uh, Bruce Brown get a few less. I actually really like Bruce Brown. I mean, I think Bruce Brown is Bruce Brown's pretty clutch. He plays great defense. Uh, he, I mean, he hits open shots and he and he gets to the rim like maybe nobody else on the team. I mean, he was, I don't, five, he was five for twelve yesterday, which is what forty percent, something like that. Yeah. Uh, one for one for four, twenty-five percent from the threes. Uh, he brought down some rebounds, six rebounds, a couple of steals. Uh, he doesn't, he tends to go away. And it, uh, I made this observation last week. He tends to go away from Michael Porter Jr. Uh, I think he still looks at Michael Porter Jr. as the guy you can't trust. Well, I really don't. I look at Michael Porter Jr. as a guy who's really a, is now Michael Jordan. We're looking at the man, the man, Michael Porter Jr., not the not the developing kid. I think Michael Porter Jr. has earned earned our trust. He hit some big shots last night when they made their comeback. Yeah, he made I mean, two. I mean, he hadn't made a three all night, but he but did he make the, two. He made and two and threes when it counted. Big time, boy. And then they didn't go to him in overtime, not once. Yeah, I I am very curious by that by that entire dynamic because I have at times thought they brought him along just right and there are at times I've thought that they're trying their hardest to ruin a really good talent. And there are times when I put it all on on MPJ that he it's some of his own doing and some of his own makeup that's going to limit him, but but I have seen a different player this series. I think that I he's playing with confidence. With like 10 minutes left in the game, he goes driving to the hoop on a fast break, and he, and he goes up, rather than goes up hard, 
like he had been, the old Michael Porter dropped in and he goes to the left and does a, a like a fall away jump shot for a for a layup. And I even said, I even wrote you that time. I said a fall away jump shot for a layup. Uh, you know, uh, so but uh, I just I, I think he'd been he'd been out of the game enough that uh, that he didn't want to screw it up, you know. And when he gets in that in his own mindset and his own mental set, okay, I can't screw this up. I can't go in there and get blocked. Oh, good, I'm going to use that fall away layup. What? Uh, you know, uh, uh, he's just got to continue to go up strong, which he's been doing, and he's developed that this year. Uh, going strong, and he's developed the fact that he he, he helps on, on the weak side. He's not a great defender, but now he's at least helping on the weak side. And he gets there, he blocks out, and he goes up, and he doesn't get the ball stolen from him on the rebound anymore. He used to bring down a rebound, and some guard would just take it out of his hands. Yeah, he, I, I, I think he's grown. I think he's grown up a lot in this series. Oh, um, yes. And has hit some big buckets, but yeah, there are times still where I think, man, they've got a real asset there that they're not utilizing. No, and it's, and you know, look, they've got two of the best guys in the NBA when it comes to offense in the playoffs with with uh, Jokic and Murray, but I, I think that most NBA teams that win have a very, very solid third piece, if not a third star. And, you know, he could definitely be that guy. And I, I want, I think we said this on the show before the playoffs started that, you know, Jokic and Murray are, you're going to be your guys, but if you're going to win a title, there's going to be a game where a guy like MPJ, it's yeah. his game. He That's takes, exactly takes over. He has to live up to being Michael Porter Jr. And he's done that. Remember yeah. at the start of this series that we don't need him to come in there and be and be a superstar. We need him to live up to what we expect out of him now. And he did that. Yeah. And but we also said, yeah, he's gonna give me your 28 or 30 point, 32 point game. And and but they don't allow him that. They don't allow him that. And I look at and and watch it tomorrow night. You watch it tomorrow night. Uh, Bruce Brown does not go his way. Huh. I will watch for that. I used to, I, there was, I, I've, I've had that happen to me in my lifetime. And I know what I, the things I see, I spot stuff that happens. Uh, uh, you know, you, 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 you get a guy that, uh, that, is more comfortable going to his right, and he's on his left. Bruce Brown is more comfortable moving to his right. And so going to his left and going to where Porter's at is an unnatural act. He might not be doing it consciously. Right. He has to go to Michael Porter consciously. He's not going away from him consciously. He's going away from him because he's better off as a right-hander going to his right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that the, the by nature of the playoffs, what tends to happen at least once in a series is that, especially if somebody gets hot, if if Murray gets hot, if Joker gets hot, 
that teams say, okay, we're not going to let that guy beat us again. And it opens it up for someone else. So I, I would not be surprised if the Nuggets are able to go on a deep run. If you see a game in which Michael Porter Jr. scores 30 or more, because that's the option that the, the other team has allowed. And if he doesn't, when they do that, uh, I hope it's because I hope it's not because the Nuggets have, I don't want to say phased him out of the game plan, but haven't featured him in the game plan. Yeah. Well, but uh, we'll see. The, the, but, the, point, the, but the further Michael you Malone, go, the more but, it's about chess. But I, I, but again, Michael Malone and don't you remember when it was Doug Moe, uh, someone else, and and. And what was Doug Moe's son's name <laughs> on the bench? Now the Nuggets have the Nuggets have a coach and a half for every player. I mean, they they yeah. got emo, they got emotional coaches. They got whatever it might be. And uh, you know, uh, I just remember when there were three guys on the bench, and one of them was the general manager. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have forty-seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, Doug, uh, appreciate it. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. You can be expecting some uh, some text back and forth between you and I. Uh, yes, sir. They'll I should probably I should down. I should probably be tweeting rather than texting, but I I tend to, I tend to rather I I send I send text to you. I send text to Marlo. I send text to Mades. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're, I, we're in communication. Uh, yeah, and I should probably just be, be tweeting rather than those texting. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, love you, Doug. Have a, have a great week. Be safe. All right, love you too, Gil. We'll go Nuggets. Doctors in the house right after this. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. Red, red wine. Go to my head. Perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did. Whiteley so. Mile High Sports. Hello and welcome. Uh, joining me, doctors in the house, Dr. Nick Manning, uh, who has uh, really been a great addition to the show the last couple of years and a uh, uh, really knowledgeable NFL guy, draft guy, uh, Bronco, Bronco prognosticator. Uh, welcome, Nick. How are you, sir? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, not more bad for a Monday. How are you? More importantly, how is that lovely family? Um, well, my daughter is eight, but deciding that she's going to go through some of the uh, middle school um, age challenges. So she uh, she saw the the boss side of the of the wife this morning. So she, her day wasn't that great, but uh, overall, everyone's doing fantastic. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are can, are saying Willie Anderson might move up and be as. I've seen him as listed as high as number one. I don't think so. Uh, they're looking at uh, a couple of edge rushers. 
that that may be breaking in up above where we expect them to be. What are the surprises that you see uh, in this draft? Because I think Anthony Richardson uh, uh, will be a surprise. And now I'm hearing uh, from uh, from several people uh, uh, this morning, especially that uh, there might be surprises, some surprises with Will Levis. Yeah, I the the quarterback carousel that's just fantastic every year. Uh, I think this year it's going to get spun and spun significantly. The wild card for me is Houston at two. I don't think that they're very good still. I think that they could very much point or punt to a to a quarterback next season. That to me would be where where an Ed Rusher could go. You know, you go and get yourself an elite pass rusher like the Broncos did with Von Miller uh, in 2011 at number two. I also think that there might be some some significant trades that potentially happen if uh, you know if a team like Tennessee is able to draft a quarterback or or get one in their sights. The rumor has it that Ryan Tannehill has been on the block for quite some time. Uh, and so now might be the time where, uh, where that occurs, but it will be, uh, it will be interesting I, from everything all over the place. This could be one of the, the craziest first rounds in some time. I do think edge rusher uh, Tyree Wilson from uh, Texas tech, there might be a jump there. I think some teams really have him at number two uh, compared to Will Anderson. He's 6'6", 275, uh, got a tremendous get-off and a tremendous uh, reach. Uh, the guy is a, is an absolute specimen. So if someone really thinks that those tools, especially being able to set much more of a firm edge, um, is, a, is a better fit, uh, he could jump Will Anderson, which has been cra- crazy for uh, uh, Will Anderson's ascension over his college career. Uh, I think there's going to be some... Uh, I, you know, I, I think everybody's been playing really nice over at, at Dove Valley. Uh, I think there's still some steaming yet to do at Dove Valley. I think Sean Payton uh, would like to have his guy in that spot, even though he is now basically, uh, they've already said, if John Payton wants it, that's the way the draft is going to go. Uh, I think that the ownership has been playing nice with George, George, George Payton. Uh, I think that uh, they're, they're going to sit back and, and potentially watch the Seahawks draft their quarterback of the future while they're, while they're sitting there with a, a, an extension that was given to the Broncos' current quarterback of the past, uh, I think George Payton very well may get fired uh, uh, sometime early next week uh, after this draft is over. Uh, he's not the ownership's guy. He's not Sean Payton's guy. He's on his own island. Uh, and I, I, I think George, I think Sean Payton would rather have his guy in place. So everybody's playing nice over there because they want George Payton to do as good a job with the 67, 68, 118th, 204th draft pick that they can or make whatever draft trades that he can 
when all is said and done, I think he gets his walking papers. I, I, and I have no source. This is just me thinking about how sometimes silence is deafening to me. Sometimes yeah. sil silence, silence, uh, all of a sudden there was talk of that, talk of that. And then all of a sudden George Payton has not been on that hot seat because there was no advantage to them to say, yeah, well, George Payton better have a good draft or he's out or any of the other right. stuff. I think, I think George Payton is out. I, I do think if there were a time to make a move, um, May usually is, is about then. That's kind of the front office season. Oh, oh a lot uh, from, of general managers, a lot of general managers over the years and scouting directors get fired after yeah. a draft. That's not yeah, because I mean that's the yeah that's the the scouting department you know that's their their fiscal year if you will right so if there were a time to do that uh, that's the culmination of all of that work and if you're going to move to a new group um, that would be the time Ryan Pace that, is a guy that's been connected to Sean that Payton is going to stick and, that is going to stick in Penner and in Walton's that's going to stick in their craw when they see the Seahawks get Richardson you know get Levis get whoever it might be, their quarterback of the future. Uh, boy, if they get, if they end up getting Richardson, uh, I think Richardson's a Hall of Famer. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's the, uh, after Stroud, I think he'll be the most successful quarterback in this draft, if not the most successful quarterback. I think Bryce Young will have a bright and shiny career early on but he's going to be plagued by injuries. I'm sorry, he's not particularly athletic. Uh, he certainly didn't put Mac Jones on the bench. Uh, he didn't... Back when I was touting Mac Jones, everybody was saying, well, Alabama quarterbacks never worked out. Well, that's, that, that, people say that because it's true. It's like USC quarterbacks. Sure. How many yeah. USC quarterbacks make it in the NFL? And very, we can be very, honest, there's there's very, not a lot of quarterbacks that make it in the NFL anyway. I mean, right. there's not a lot of uh, good ones to go around. Uh, one, let me let me kind of go back. I actually think Anthony Richardson has the potential to be the best by far of this group. Absolutely. In the end, it's it's always going to be where they land. If he goes somewhere that really can bring him along, provide resources, build up front. Um, he's, he is a, a, a special, special young man. I agree. I'm worried about Bryce Young, his ability to hold up. Uh, and it's really, you know, it's not, not the height that worries me. It's the frame. Um, and, right. uh, and CJ Stroud worries me because he didn't get a lot of pressure at Ohio state when he did, he was not that great. Well, Levis, I, uh, not sold. So if anyone took him, you know, has some tools, but, um, but we shall see. Hold on the ball really long. You know, the Broncos, I, I think that there's very much it, it all is how do we get Russ to play well this year? Uh, I think that they could make a move on George Payton early. They couldn't let it go into the season. Brian Pace, again, is, uh, is Sean Payton's guy. He's not employed right now. So I bet that there can be some back-channel conversations to say, hey, if you start getting some interest, let us know. Uh, but into the season, we might have a role for you, whether that's bringing on staff and start grooming to take over or move on. Let me ask you a question. Ask if we, if if the Broncos get 
the Russell Wilson of three years ago. Of three years ago. Mm -hmm. He's the third best quarterback in this division. I debate. I don't believe that. I think he would be the second best. What? If you got Russ from three years ago, I think he's the second best. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I think that that's a that is a player that could go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes yeah. and, and with anyone in the league. In in all yeah. honesty, but I mean, Herbert, you also have to think that Herbert Sean Payton is a, Sean Payton is a, you know a notch below Andy Reid in this division. You also have to really account for the coaching and the rest of the roster. So I would take I would take yeah, yeah, years ago yeah. Russell Wilson and Sean okay. Payton way over. I would take Brandon Staley. Well, let and me ask Kevin you this. Moore and Justin let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think Russell Wilson is Sean Payton's guy? Do uh, I think he's knowing, Sean Payton's guy? Probably knowing, not. Knowing everything you know about him in the past couple of three years, knowing everything Sean Payton said about Russell Wilson. No, I, I don't think he's his guy. No. Um, <laughs> But I also think that Sean Payton has so quite that, the ego. So that tells me there's a, there's going to be a short leash. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I think there on has Russell to be. Wilson. Yeah, there has to be. You, you can't. A season can't happen like it did last year, and the amount of money that is dedicated to that position in this league in general and not produce it just it's microwaved the expectations for mm-hmm. anyone that suits up back there. No, he has to play well, and I would Do say he has think- to play well pretty early. Do you think Herbert will be a better quarterback this year than he was last year? I think he'll be better. Oh, man. I, you know, I think he's going to be really good. I think he should be better. Well, I think Kellen Moore um, can do a good job. I wasn't impressed with a lot of what Kellen Moore did last year uh, with Dak, but his numbers will be great, that's for sure. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I always thought Kellen Moore was going to be a good NFL yeah, quarterback, uh, but he just didn't have the arm. He, he just, you know, he had a he had a division two arm, not division two, but not he didn't have a yeah. he didn't have the arm. You know, you know uh, I remember when Liner came out. Uh, even when when uh, Sanchez came out, I said those guys are not going to be good pros. I watch every USC football game. And I said, Liner is going to stink it up. Do not, do not count on him. Same thing with Sanchez. He made so many stupid mistakes. Uh, he did. And, and, and his uh, fumble, uh, his fumble rate uh, was just absurd. Yeah. You know, uh, and and uh, you know, even his coach at that time said he's not ready. He needs another year of college. Uh, yeah, which was uh, Pete Carroll. Yeah, recall. and and Pete Carroll was 100 percent correct. And I agreed with Pete Carroll at the time. I'm a Pete Carroll guy. Me too. I love Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll is, uh, you know, what he was able to bring to coaching in the NFL when he did, you know, uh, was a significant shift in, you know, I think how coaching occurred in the NFL. It was very, um, you know, authoritarian style, and, and he was a breath of fresh air. And for a guy that is into his 70s, if I am accurate, uh, man, I hope I got age like that. But he, uh, he tremendously has changed a lot of it. I agree with you. I think that there's a, there's a lot for, for what can be said. I really do think Russell Wilson's going to play significantly better with Sean Payton. I think oh, I anyone agree. that I, I agree with that. Uh, and, and if go. you, and if you were to look at that really quick, 
maybe on the other side about, you know, what would have been the difference last year if, uh, if Russ Wilson would have had Sean Payton and uh, hold, Nathaniel well, Nate Hackett. Well, hold your thought to that. What would have happened had Sean Payton been the coach last year? They'd have won at least three more games. Just, just, just in in-game mistakes, they would just have won three games. more games. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Uh, we're having a we're having a funeral today. Gil Whiteley gives you reasons, not excuses, and whitely so. five end up grabbing uh, uh, Will Evans, uh, Will Anderson, excuse me, or, or, or in fact, another edge rusher at, uh, uh, at that point, uh, Tyree Wilson, uh, whatever it might be, that will put less pressure. But when the Bronx, when, when Penner and Walton look at, at the Seahawks, Drafting at their draft pick, their quarterback of the future, and then right now in their own mind, they don't know that right now that they don't have their that that Russell Wilson isn't already their quarterback of the past. Uh, I think I think if the Seahawks draft a quarterback, I I, I think my prediction grows dramatically. To, to what? 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 Define um, dramatically. Well, no, no. I, I, I think percentage-wise, if the Seahawks draft their quarterback in the future, uh, if they grab an edge rusher, I think it changes that a little bit. Sure. Uh, but if, but if they turn around and they draft their quarterback in the future with the Broncos draft, and then, and if they're in love, if if in fact Sean Payton is in love with one or two of the guys that are being drafted, uh, believe me, Sean Payton has has the has the the sword of Damocles hanging uh, over George Payton's head. It, that call that call uh, may come from Penner, but it also may come from Sean Payton. I think there's two guys. That if they that if they get together and then one of them says we got to get rid of George Payton, let's bring in our own guy. Uh, so I think between Sean Payton and Greg Penner, uh, if they get an edge rusher, that's one thing. But if they draft their quarterback of the future with the Broncos pick, uh, I think that's going to stick in their craw. Oh, I think that that would. I think if Geno Smith continues to play well. And Russ has another, you know, meh campaign. I think that that would really stick. You know, if the belief that you got Russell Wilson, who is on an ascension to a Hall of Fame career, and he totally torpedoes, which means that it wasn't just 
Nathaniel Hackett, and that was a misread by George Payton. And uh, and Pete Carroll was right, and you got swooned for it, especially because, you know, they got Charles Cross, a, a pretty nice left tackle prospect last year with the Broncos selection. Uh, they also, right before um, the, the Broncos picked, picked a nice uh, right tackle. Both of them started all of the games last season for, for Seattle, and then they get this year's pick, uh, which is top five, and the second round pick, which is, uh, you know, in the in the in the late 30s. I mean, that's a, those are organization builders. And so really, if if you can't pin it on Nathaniel Hackett, uh, I mean, there's nowhere else to look. Uh, if Russell Wilson retires last year rather than come here, uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, mm-hmm. now he's a he's a 30, 40 percent Hall of Famer right now. That's how much damage he's done to himself. Yeah, I would agree. And you can see by the lack of uh, fight videos and uh, commercial spots and And, all of that stuff that was... And and teammate support. No one went to his his birthday party. No one went to his birthday party. (laughs) Well, they would have, but they had to call call his people to call him. And that that was... Yeah, I think he, you know, I think he finally got some some good advice to tone it down a notch, and, uh, Not and he's listening. He, he's now still working out with his quarterback coach and all that other stuff away from the valley. That's a snub. That's a yeah, snub. Yeah, but you, he's not allowed. He's not That's allowed to mistake. work with the. He's not allowed to work with the quarterbacks coach though, so they oh, can no, come to the facility. Just not on not on site. He can work with right. the quarterback coach off site. Right, he can't. He can't. He can't work with any uh, Bronco personnel, any of the coaches, any of that. They're not allowed. They weren't even allowed to meet yet. And most quarterbacks have a quarterback coach. Most of them have chiropractor or all of that stuff. The biggest issue is that when you don't have a backbone as an organizational leader, and you just let him come in with everybody. We've got to go. We're at the end of the show, but uh, uh, we may be going coming back to you on Thursday and or slash Friday. Are you a bill? You have the ability to come in studio on either of those days. I will. I should. Let me. Uh, let me check. Figure, text figure, figure it out. Sounds good. And, and let me know. Hey, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Mark Cooper in studio. I'll be in studio tomorrow as well. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.